everyone, welcome to the first episode of our podcast, 16 Hours Apart. We're your hosts. I'm Sunny. I'm Tony. I'm Amy. Just a little bit of background about us. Um, we're three high school students from Newport Beach, California. And something that we all have in common is that we're all immigrants from China and we all moved to the U.S. at different times. Tony, when did you move to the U.S.? I moved to the U.S. when I was in sixth grade. Didn't you also live in like Australia? Yes, I lived in Australia for two years. Oh. So I basically left China when I was uh, at the end of my fourth grade year in China. Oh, that's fun. So you were in Australia from fourth grade to sixth grade? Um, fifth grade to sixth grade. Okay, sounds good. And I lived it one year, just no school, just having fun. Oh, interesting. What about you, Amy? That's true. Uh, I moved to California around when I was in second grade, and I skipped third grade, actually. I skipped third grade, I went straight to fourth grade, and uh, I went to international school back in Cal- back in China, and it was a pretty fun experience, and I was born here, so I was just moving back to California after studying in China for a couple years. Oh, sounds good. And I moved to, well, I first went to Arizona, but I moved here when I was in third grade. So the purpose that we started this uh, podcast in the first place is that our, we wanted to combat racism, harmful stereotypes toward Asian Americans by sharing our experiences as Chinese immigrants, providing resources for political advocacy, and commenting on the cultural shocks that we experienced when we first moved here. During the pandemic, hostility and racism towards Asian Americans have skyrocketed. As immigrants, all three of us have unique experiences with adapting to American culture, but we all faced racism at some point in our foreign learning experience, harmful stereotypes, and also microaggressions. So before we talk about all the cultural stuff and our favorite holidays, our favorite foods, our favorite memories, let's just go over and do some introductions. So, Tony, you already mentioned that you lived in Australia for two years. Yes. How was that experience? Uh, it was pretty interesting. I got to learn about Western culture and also learn about the English language. But most importantly, um, I think it was I had a lot of a lot more free time compared to, say, living back in China, studying there. Um, I got to. Um, participate in a lot of school sports, which is pretty interesting. It was also a first-time thing for me. Um, I also experienced several Australian holidays and learned about the history there. Um, the school system was entirely different compared to China. Uh, so that was kind of like a little bit of a cultural shock, culture shock, but it was not like super dramatic that it took me a long time to adjust. Um, the overall experience is really interesting. I got to you know, see these wonderful animals and live in you know, wonderful places with a big garden, things like that. So it was pretty interesting. Was Australia different from the U.S.? Um, to some degree, yes. The school system is a little bit different. It's actually more similar to China, where we have one permanent classroom, but we have we do have different teachers um, just teaching us different subjects like science and uh, math and English. Um, other than that, it's pretty much the same. Well, we have, I think we only have like, uh, one break and one lunch, just like America. Uh, but after school, we have a lot of sports almost every single day. So it was pretty interesting. And Amy, you mentioned that you went to an international school in China. Did that really kind of like prepare you for, um, you know, moving here to America and adjusting to life here? Yeah, international school I thought was pretty fun because especially I went to a boarding school too. Uh, it was a boarding international school. And the experience was uh it was quite hard especially for a first and second grader to go into boarding school and but the i feel like the english classes and the 
full-on English course where you prepared me well for America. But of course, like still, there's like a lot of cultural differences compared to like back in China and like back in America because it's like same same as like Tony, basically the same structure kind of. You always have to stay in one single classroom and the teachers always come in and out. But instead in America, it's like they have different classrooms, different teachers, and it's like a lot more free, I feel like, definitely. So would you say that even though it's an international school, it's more similar to China than to here? Yeah, definitely. It's more like more like a Chinese school, but like you have like American teachers teaching you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm my experience is a little bit different from all the other people. Um, I didn't go to an international school. I went to like a regular like Chinese school, um, elementary where they kind of they did teach English. It was one of the courses, but it was really basic English, like you know, uh, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? So we all know about like the traditional English versus like conversational English and how they're different. So moving here, I actually did have a lot of cultural shocks. So it would, you know, we'll talk about that later. I almost forgot to talk about myself. Um, so what's something that I miss the yeah. most about China? Well, it's definitely the holiday, the holiday spirit. And now not saying like America doesn't have any holiday spirit because it's it's a different type. You know what I mean? Like in America, like obviously in Halloween, it was just Halloween like last week and I saw like decorations across everyone's um, houses. It's really great. And during Christmas, it's also really amazing too. But um in China, it's we don't have, um, you know, Christmas, we don't have a Halloween, but we do have the Chinese Lunar New Year, which is arguably, like, the biggest, like, no, not even arguably, it's, like, undoubtedly the biggest holiday in China. Xin Right. Yeah. And, like, also one thing is, like, I feel really bad, like, sometimes, like, especially for, like, students in China, like, my friends back in China, because they, that literally, that's the only break they get literally like one of the only long breaks because in america we get like summer breaks we get i'm not saying you don't have summer break and winter breaks but like they're like so short and so the most one of the fact that i don't understand about it is they have to go back after the break to make up for the days they were absent for like you have you have school on weekends because you were you have winter break i'm like so when do you not when do you have a break and then even for summer like they're like i'm trying to contact them sometimes especially when i go back to china i'm like hey, you want to hang out? And they're like, hey, no, I have school. I'm like, it's July. It's the middle of July. You still have school? And they're like, yeah, I get off in August. I was like, how long is our August break? A week? I'm like, what? I feel bad because they have shorter winter breaks and they have shorter summer breaks. One time I went back in July, in the middle of July, where they're still like during their finals week, okay? And I texted my friends, or actually, no, it was a random Wednesday. And I was just walking on the streets like with my mom, right? But like keep in mind like my appearance I had like dyed hair I had like fierce years like it was like I was like very like much like integrated into like the western culture that type of person okay so I was walking on the streets and like everyone like were just staring at me like the older like you know like I don't know women they were just like staring at me and they were like what is she doing like she's definitely one of those like kids that don't study because she should be in school right now so I feel very judged but it's just like yeah the it's the cultures there they definitely education is so much more important to them um so that's definitely like something i've noticed that's different but we can get into that later so tony what's something that you miss the most about china um i would say the food probably um there's a lot of different types of food in china where you can choose based on your mood of the day and there's also a lot of dessert in the south uh, i live in the middle so basically uh the province where i live in uh, there are all kinds of uh, cuisine from like south, north, uh, the 
eastern coasts of China. So yeah, it was pretty interesting. Uh, also, uh, the friends because you know it, it, it's always better to you know, speak your um, your mother language with your friends and hang out with your childhood friends as well. So yeah, that's what I miss the most about China. I mean, I think it's really interesting that because in Irvine, it's like there's a lot of like authentic Chinese restaurants and like a lot of like authentic like Korean restaurants. For example, um, Heidi Lao, that hot pot place. Yeah, it's pretty authentic and I like it a lot. So I think it's really good that we're in Irvine so that we can actually, um, I guess, both best of both worlds. Would you agree? Yeah, I think especially because we also live in like California. And then especially in it's California, yeah, it's a lot more diverse compared to, like, you know, some other states in America where it's like, it's probably the most authentic like, Chinese restaurant you're going to find is Panda Express. Like, imagine if I moved to Alabama. Alabama's not that bad, but like, I'm saying like Missouri. <laughs> like, okay. Missouri, like, you, you never, like, no, you, I, like, you can never find any, like, the most authentic you're probably going to find is like one single, like, Panda Express there. Interesting. I mean, it's not really that authentic, but I like the orange chicken there. Orange chicken, broccoli. I like the broccoli beef. Well, it's not that bad. Weird. Okay, well, what, what's something that you miss the most about China? I miss the most about China. I think definitely, like, I feel like China, like, definitely their technology is a bit more mm. advanced because I really like to go online shopping, especially like Taobao is like my favorite. <laughs> and then, like, I think that and like, especially like also deliveries, like food deliveries, mm-hmm. it's like so fast and it's like everything's a lot more accessible. Like, Especially when I live in Hangzhou, it's, like, where Taobao is. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything's a lot more faster. And then, like, so that's what I really miss about it. And then in America, I feel like a lot, it's a lot more slower to service, like, especially to tip. There's no things as a tip in, like, in China. So it's, like, a really different, like, cultural, especially a cultural shock when I first moved here. So I mean, I definitely got to agree with you on that one. I mean, I haven't been back in China in, I think, two years because of the pandemic. But the last time I went, I remember, like, the technology was so advanced there. Not in terms of, like, I don't know if there's, like, flying robots. Like, not like that. But that interactions um, was easier. So everyone has this app called WeChat. And basically, that's all the apps you need. Like, in the U.S., you have, like, Snapchat. You have Instagram. You have, like, a bunch of these other social medias. In in China, WeChat is all you need. Not only can you talk to your friends there. There's, um, you can, you know, post, like, Instagram. There's also payment. So, like... There's something called the WeChat wallet. So you could just, there's a QR yeah. code and you could just scan it. Everyone has it. Even like the vendors, like on the side of the street, have like oh, a WeChat. Yeah. You can pay your bills with it. You can pay your house mortgage yeah, with it. You can pay water bills. You can yeah. return like credit card debt. Like, bro, it's like, it's got everything you need. Like, yeah. literally, you can just get like a blank phone with only WeChat. You'll be done. It's yeah. like, it's like a PayPal with Facebook and Instagram and also some New York Times. A, a lot of you uh, a lot of new york times yeah it's like um you can get your news there too i mean not saying that like i think in america apple pay has gotten more prominent that a lot of people has it anymore but when i say like everyone in china uses this like no more venmo like you can just transfer payments on wechat you know no more like sell right yeah. so that's something that's definitely easier and also i went there before there's something called like a bike that you can rent there and it's yeah those are like everywhere there's like i think there's like only like two mainly brands like the yellow one the blue one yeah so no, the trans- yellow one and the orange one it's a sharing bikes ours is blue one hundred is blue yeah, there's okay <laughs> so there's like sharing bikes basically um directly translated it's little yellow bike right no. <laughs> <laughs> um and basically it's so easy that you download an app you scan a qr code 
and you could just take the bike you can rent it and it's really really cheap and they're everywhere actually i think it's becoming more of a problem because there's yeah there's so much there's like so building much. they're getting rid of them right they're now. getting rid of them um, yeah. they're too old you can't um, really ride them anymore yeah, I feel like I, I mean there I think I've seen it in where around Berkeley and like San Francisco area. I've seen like a couple of those like same kinds of concept with like scooters oh, yeah. and like and like bikes and all that. I'm not saying like there's not in America, but I feel like China moves a lot faster. Like what Tony was talking about earlier is like they will like eliminate they like they eliminate like products fast. It's like it's over. Like I guess like mass consumption, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like they produce it fast, but they're also the trend wears out fast as yeah, well. Yeah, and then they're able to keep up with like their really what's up to date so amy what's your favorite thing about coming to america i think coming to america also uh, piggybacking on what you said earlier there's just a lot more freedom with like especially i feel like clothing is also one thing oh yeah definitely. because definitely especially also like, i'm not saying i feel like especially in california especially in our area it's like i go out i like to wear jeans and crop tops and all that and then but, like in china it's like almost like there's so many judgments and there's like so much like ideals like you have to fit into like the community and all that it's like even like getting like three two or more piercings in china is like considered like a taboo and it's like how like oh it's kind of weird and then like coming to america i feel like definitely like there's a lot more freedom to what i can do it's like especially i feel like if i, if I was like in china right now like this podcast would be kind of like not really like a thing that we would do yeah, definitely. I agree with you. The values are surely different. Um, I'm on Chinese TikTok, and sometimes I would see those posts. I'm sure all of us are, except for Tony, because yeah, you know, he's, he's very old-fashioned. But <laughs> I'm on Chinese TikTok, and basically, I sometimes I see those posts. That's like, you know, post like a really like, um, you know, good video of this like maybe girl like on the street, right? And then she would have maybe like a tattoo or a piercing, and the comments would just be like you know, girls shouldn't get tattoos, girls shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. I feel like the values are just very different. Um, But, like, overall, I feel like the situation is a lot better because, like, you know, um, I feel like a lot of people in China get tattoos and no one really judge. I would say, like, the younger generations don't really care about, you know, these kind of things anymore. It's more like the older generations that might judge a little bit, like, I do agree that, like, values are changing, like... um, Yeah, there's, like, a lot more, like, recently, like, Chinese, you know... Yeah, a lot of... Yeah, they're they're becoming more they're changing their values as well with the coming of new generation. But like, you know, Tony, what's your favorite thing about coming to America? Um, my favorite thing is probably because um probably like I have more free time because in China I definitely have uh spent more time just on my homework and studying. Um here I can just, you know, have spent more time on sports and things that might interest me, like some kind of like hobbies. So yeah, that's like a really good thing. Um but I mean, in China, you can also do these kind of sports and stuff, but you definitely don't have as much time as, say, here in the U.S. I think that like a really big trend amongst you guys is that you get more free time. And I agree, too. Yeah. I moved. Well, I didn't get to experience the you know toughest years of schooling in China, which is the high school where you had to prepare for the um, technical call, call, which is like basically your SATs. But like the difference really. is that you only take it once and that determines your whole entire f- not your whole entire future, but where college you go to. Like, they don't look at your extracurriculars. They don't look at, you know, whatever. Just look at your scores. It, just the number on the screen determines what college you can get into. And that kind of changes, like, you know, your um, path for life. But for me, something I miss, or sorry, my favorite thing about coming here is definitely, um, I like that I've become more outgoing since I've moved here and that I'm 
uh, more outspoken and that I could express my ideas more, uh, you know, more outwardly, I feel like, because in China, it's very orderly. It's very strict, like in a rest, uh, in a classroom, it's, you know, maybe like 30, 40 people, right? And then the teacher up there, you have to listen, you can't, not much, you know, discussions as much. Yeah have you realized that you don't really you just listen and you know they lecture and you do practice problems not really a lot of like sharing of ideas and discussion and I was very very shy like I could not like talk like this right now right I could not I was scared of like even raising my hand yeah I think the issue with like also that like really into like the Chinese classroom you went back then like I went back for a couple of years after coming to America for like tutoring and all that Mm -hmm. but like really when they ask you for like oh for your free response like they really there's like really a set correct answer if it's not that answer it's wrong it's like they kind of like you kind of had to follow the format and the programming it's like there's no other alternatives answer it's only just that one single answer so i think that's the right thing in america it's like you have like alternative answers maybe like something and something combined together Mm -hmm. maybe we'll create another thing and you have this moral freedom to explore what you kind of want to do and more freedom of like you know testing the possibilities of you know infinite yeah definitely um but speaking of which though like what's the biggest difference between like china and america to you like besides like the education besides you know getting more free time more about like maybe the culture or i don't know the holidays something that you like to do amy (laughs) I think like really holidays. I mean, recently, if you want to talk about like Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween is like a pretty fun thing because like I I was talking to my grandparents about Halloween and they were like, "Oh, that's such a scary holiday because you're interacting with like ghosts mm-hmm. and like see demons of the world." I'm like, "Yeah, it's kind of fun," <laughs> and it's like very big cultural shock and big difference, especially with like the Chinese tradition. They really follow that old traditional way of thinking. Yes. It's like that tradition of like tales and like you know like huangli it's like right they have their own calendar and it's like you gotta do things on certain days and certain that i think that was like really different it's like i feel like they're more like kind of superstitious about this kind of mm-hmm. stuff for example i saw like a tiktok of this like little boy okay this little boy with like a makeup of like scars on his face like for halloween but it was like a chinese tiktok and all the comments like, I didn't see anything wrong with the video. I was like, oh, like, a cute, like, cute. you know, Halloween, Halloween costume. The comments are like, dude, that's kind of, like, not okay because you're instilling this value that this is okay. Like, this is kind of scary for the kid. Like, I agree, like, he could be a little cute, like, I don't know, monster or something, but not with the scars. It looks too realistic. So, definitely, I was just like, wow, it is definitely not a big deal in the U.S. Like, if you dress like that and you come to the U.S. with, like, you know, this cool scars and makeup yeah like people will be like people will be like oh my god i love your halloween costume but it's different yeah. that they're more like superstitious that it's like less you know auspicious to you know i bought this shirt that had like a skeleton on it my mom made me return it she said <laughs> it wasn't no i'm like literally it was just such a it was a cool shirt i got it from urban outfitters she made me she made me return it because she said that it was not like auspicious so i did i did return it because i listened to her but it's just like different values definitely and what about you tony what's something that you noticed that's the biggest difference between china and america um to me the biggest difference is probably how students choose to spend their time in china mm-hmm. most students choose to uh spend more time catching up on schoolwork you know uh competing in like olympiads or just you know in general make their testing scores better 
Um, I mean, there is nothing wrong with that because, you know, the system really values scores. But in here, I feel like we have more freedom to choose what we want to spend time on. Like some people might be interested in music, so they may, might spend more time on music than their studies. Some people might be more interested in sports, which is totally okay. You might get recruited. And that's also another way of getting to a good college. Um, and also there are other people who want to participate in other projects like you know like singing or dancing mm -hmm. things like that musicals yeah musicals and yeah and theater those are also totally fine um so yeah that's like the di biggest difference i guess i mean i feel like people back in china they don't really have a choice it's not like a three-year-old will be like yeah i love studying like that's all i want to do for the rest of my life like i don't want to do anything else i just want to study like i don't feel like they're giving a choice like it's either like you you know you study or people study without you and they do better than you yeah there's so the, only one way out it's like you know it's it's the one way out is to read and to study which is why like there's this kind of like i feel like this stereotype that like asian value uh, asian parents they really value like studying because back in their home country like it doesn't matter if it's like china or like korea it's this it's, it's similar it's that studying it's the only way out to, the only way to like climb the social ladder perhaps which is why that this stereotype kind of exists today but yeah, I definitely feel like the system is very different and we can talk more about that later. All right, so that's it, everyone, for our first episode. I hope y'all liked it and liked our little discussion. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.